Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. going on guys it's your boy anthony alongside the best big three account in the universe big three news aka will back with another edition of the fourth man and officially the offseason here we are talked about trilogy winning it all just a week ago it seemed weird on saturday and even sunday to not have any big three games for the first time in what about 10 weeks three months 10 weeks yeah so pretty weird. It's good to have football back, though, uh, especially NFL. I know you and I are both more of a fan of the professional side, but was weird not having any big three games. So today we're just going to kind of reflect and recap on kind of our preseason thoughts, uh, you know, where we went wrong. And it, it's, it's really just going to be a game of how bad did we predict the season? <laughs> <laughs> That's really what we can call it. But before we get into it, my guy, Will, what's good, man? How's everything going for you? Everything's going good for me, man. Excited to, uh, you know, put a nice bow on the season. Yeah, 100% same for me as well. Um, before we get into all that, as always, if you want to find the show on social media, at 4th Man Pod, at Big 3 News, at A underscore Siggy. Important if you do follow the show that you are following the social media pages because that's where most of the content is going to be yep. throughout the, the offseason. Uh, because we are in the offseason, you know, we're going to record a little bit less kind of update you more on a month-to-month basis rather than just come at you weekly, just because we do have the longest off-season in professional sports. So make sure you're following those pages. You want to watch the show as well on YouTube, youtube.com slash fourthmanpod. Hopefully going to have a, a bit of content up there. I'm trying to put together a little something from a visual perspective, so we'll see if I actually <laughs> am true to my word there. And if you're <laughs> listening on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel, we appreciate you guys, as always, tuning in every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Okay, really just, you know, like you said, put a nice bow onto the season. And, you know, right now it's kind of a searching for content and just really honing in on the fact that we just had our championship and it was one of the best that we ever had. But it did lead me down a little bit of a rabbit hole of like what we had initially thought about the season. So let's let's start here. Um, I'm going to be on the phone a lot here today. But I want to start with really – Let's start with your power ranking. We'll get get, okay. we'll get into both of ours, but it's weird to look at these and and then <laughs> look at how the season ended and think, wow, um, these guys were supposed to be the guys that tuned into the big three, uh, that tuned into the big three the most or really, you know, cover this thing a lot. But man, this is one volatile season. And really, it was hard to really predict what was going to happen. But here were our initial thoughts. So here's your initial one through 12. Triplets, Bivlac, Killer Threes, Power. Those are your Bahamas teams. Okay. And you had Trilogy, Three-Headed Monsters, Enemies, Ghost Ballers, Threes Company, Tri-State, Ball Hogs, Aliens. I got to say, honestly, you did pretty good. Um, I'm looking at I these I did now. all right. I did all right. Um, I think neither of us thought Bivouac would, would fall to the pit of death like we thought they did. But uh, what no. sticks out to you the most about your initial power rankings and how the season ended? I mean, I think it's funny how I had Trilogy and Three-Headed Monsters kind of so close, which is where they really ended up being. Like, they were two very evenly matched teams, and I had them very close. Power, I feel like, you know, power was all just health. I really think that they absolutely, like, would have been in the Bahamas 
no doubt probably replacing uh probably replacing three-headed monsters to be honest with you that ended up in the yeah, championship so. but no honestly i think power is all health and then honestly too i had ball hogs low but looking back on it you know there there was nothing there you know for uh, for us to be like well you know we'll, we're gonna see it when we see it so i'm happy that ball hogs what didn't end up being the second worst team like i had predicted on my end it was little bit different obviously i had enemies in the in the top four uh, mistakenly <laughs> again for the second straight year but triplets bivouac enemies killer threes trilogy tri-state ghost ballers power three headed monsters three companies aliens ball hogs the back end was pretty rough i mean i had the runners up in the bottom bottom four there i did have trilogy and tri-state a little bit closer to the top which makes you feel better but man that enemies one uh really hits differently i gotta think like you said power, but I think even a couple teams uh, that were playing really could have probably knocked out Trilogy of that four spot, and ultimately might have not seen Trilogy win a second title. That's pretty pretty wild. To yeah, Ghost Ballers is another one that comes to name. Yeah, comes to mind. Yeah, when it comes to like the injury issues and everything, uh, I think it's funny because I'm looking at your post here that the two people that commented were Ronaldo Bachman, who said he loved being the underdogs. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good thing because you're still the underdog. <laughs> Aliens is still, uh, you know, I don't know if they're underdog, but they're under. Um, and then Perry Jones, he said, y'all better change that shit. Uh, I think nope. you had them right right in the good spot. I mean, right where they yeah. ended up. So I think you made a pretty good prediction. As much as you want to uh, root your team on, you, you you nailed it from an objective standpoint. So I thought that was pretty I mean, you know, I, I get, you know, I get Perry, but like, you know, I don't know, man. This is... I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say about that team. We all know the uh, the the deep down hate you really have for enemies. No, well, everybody sure. also had Swaggy P as a uh, as an MVP candidate. I mean, we thought he was going to be Joe Johnson's, you know, adversary, and that Swaggy P yeah. wasn't even getting minutes towards the end. Yeah, it's pretty crazy too because if you look at the offseason, I felt like coming in, we talked about some of the. Are we were looking at some of the bigger names that were going to come in? Like we were kind of predicting. Would it be would it be a mellow or a D Wade at one point in this like long period of speculation? Yeah. Ultimately, I think it ended up being, I guess Swaggy P would probably be the biggest name we got, but I think definitely the biggest name that produced was probably Jerry Jack. Oh, without right? a doubt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm trying to think of some other big names that joined. I mean, Barbosa too. Barbosa is pretty big. Barbosa was from was from a Nick Young level, I would say Barbosa's right there. And Barbosa, you know, produced. Yeah, I was actually trying to look at a post that I posted. So here, here's a post, and I don't know if anyone can see this on the YouTube side of thing. Who the biggest name to join the big three this summer? These are people oh. that I speculated. What's kind of funny is that got two of the six, which is about uh, and one of them won it all. One of them won it all exactly. It'd be cool to see uh, one of the other four join at some point. But yeah, a couple of people that join. It's pretty pretty funny that actually, I feel like we always posted that throughout the the speculation period. And we were like, ah, oh, that's such a, a, a long shot. But the fact and that a couple for, of for the audio out. component, the two that you predicted were Jared Jack and Nick Young. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I felt like those were long shots throughout our speculation period. We were like, no way they, they do that. And sure enough, they joined one of them on a chip. So pretty cool to see. Uh, I wanted to kind of also look back at the draft a little bit because, you know, we the saw draft. I feel like we did draft. pretty good on the draft. Yeah, I think we did. That was our gem this offseason, was this draft. (laughs) 
Yeah. And not, not because we got the picks correct, but we got the players correct. We yeah. almost had a better draft than the draft itself. This might yeah, be we, the first time in history where the mock draft was better than the actual draft. And for first time in professional sports in general. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy because what's funny too is I'm looking at one of these posts that was on the fourth main page is like, oh man, I just lost it. But it was talking about who were kind of the biggest snubs that weren't drafted or who went undrafted. If I can pull it up here. And you look, oh, that's the wrong post. And you look at a lot of these names, like I'm so stuck in draft here, but if you look at a lot of these guys listed in this picture, I think everyone- Well, say, say some names. So the people listening, okay. who are those Yeah, names? that's right. So people listening on the audio version, there's David Hawkins, Derek Byers, Justin Dimon, Jermaine Taylor, of course, Lee Edwards, Alex Scales, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really see backward. Jason Maxiel, Corey yeah. Jefferson. I mean- a lot more guys that are listed here that went undrafted that actually ended up playing. Like I'm, I'm looking on here and it's like, I'm Charlo's on there. I mean, yeah. we, we called them snubs and ultimately all of them got their opportunity. It's pretty wild to think, yeah. you know, um, the only one I'm a little shocked that didn't get their opportunity was Deshaun Stevenson. I thought, thought we'd see more of Deshaun. Yeah. That one was an odd one to me that he Deshaun Stevenson has been good. That one was odd. Yeah, so the draft went like this. See, the, the real super draft went like this. Uh, the first round, Isaiah Austin, Earl Clark, Dusan Balut, Will McDonald, Craig Smith, Ronaldo Bachman, Kevin Murphy, Alonzo G, Meta World Peace, Jeremy Pargo. Anybody out of that round one, or let's say out of the top three, how would you reshuffle that um, just based on how the season went? Can you give me those names again? So Isaiah Austin, Earl Clark, mm-hmm. Dusan Balut, or Bullet, I apologize, I'm still saying that. Will McDonald, Craig Smith, Ronaldo Bachman, Kevin Murphy, Alonzo G, Metal World Peace, and Jeremy Pargo. Based on how the season went, how would you reshuffle at least the top three? Based on I mean, I would say out? number one is going to have to be Kevin Murphy. Without a doubt, right? I mean, yeah, without a seems doubt. Like a no brainer at this point. Two, I would say Dusan. Um, Dusan was just, nice. was nice. He just, you know, what I mean, he just sort of had like a delayed entry. But I feel like if we had a full season of him, he would probably be my number one. And then. Number three, I would say probably either Alonzo Gee or uh, Earl Clark. Yeah, I think Earl Clark actually went in a pretty good spot um, looking at the first round there. Uh, I was just looking at some of these mock drafts that we had in the second round. <laughs> so crazy. I, like the, It's weird to think like Bone Collector was an option at one point. Like You had Bone yeah, Collector here for Tri-State. That was pretty crazy. Um, you know, Mo Charlo, you predicted going in the – the second round, he ended up being a big, big component. Charlie was great, man. Did. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I would say maybe one of the best defensive players, you know, of the year. I feel like definitely statistically Good passer maybe too. Went, yeah, I think statistically it went a little underrated. Um, they even put up the most blocks and the most deals. But I, I think Mo Charlo did good. Mo Charlo was he did well because he's on a good team. You know, I, I don't know. Mo Charlo is like one of those guys where like if he was, you know, kind of stuck on a bad roster, we'd probably be like, this guy's not doing nothing for nobody. But the fact that he was surrounded by guys who could score, he really helped out. You know, he's kind of like a James White in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Alex Scales going to go Spowers, which I thought was a good pick. You know, nice. it's pretty crazy. I had, I think I had Isaiah Austin going to Three's Company in the second round. That's that's wild that I even thought that. I mean, I had Isaiah Austin going. Early, but not first. 
I think you did have Gum in the first round. No, no, but I'm saying like not first overall. Oh no, we I think we had we Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill was going, which looking back on the season, that would have I mean, they still didn't go to enemies, but that would have been tough because he didn't play as much as we thought he would yeah. at all. Um just I mean, I think we I think we did a pretty good job. It's pretty crazy. We did a fantastic I mean, job. I'm looking at like some names that weren't even on that graphic that we posted, but like Bobby Brown was drafted in the second round. Um, I had Briscoe going in the second round just a little bit later. Corey Jefferson played, Tony Roden played. I mean, so overall, I feel like industry knowledge wise, we, we know we were talking to an extent. From, from a mock draft perspective, I would say like, you know, from predicting the draft, it maybe wasn't that good, but from a scouting perspective, yeah, you know it was pretty damn good <laughs> from a power yeah. ranking. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we've seen the league once or twice and how it's developed. You know, and yeah. the most important thing is like, especially this year, uh, guys just stayed ready, and I think that's going to make an even tougher draft for next year, just in terms of like who captains are going to predict. I hope maybe they they get another roster spot back, but if not, yeah. like that's going to be That'd even be cool, even tough. Yeah, that would be cool um, if that did happen. I was looking at the second round too. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of what ifs, and, and correct me if I'm mm. wrong. But okay, Joe Alexander, Tony Roden, Julian Wright, Ryan Hollins, Briscoe, Jordan Hill, Andre Owens, Mamadou, Jody Meeks, and Shane Gadsden. Would you agree, or am I am I off base? I mean, definitely a couple of what ifs. I mean, you know, the two uh, names that jump off, like the two guys, like wow, he really hit on those second round picks are Briscoe and Meeks. Yeah, 100%. everybody I think else, Andre Owens too. Andre Owens too, but Andre Owens was like. I almost don't want to like count that, you know, it's like know, a that, that to me to this. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but no, no, I mean, bringing Andre Owens back was obviously like a good pick and you're right. So I guess I'd, it would be fair not to count that, but yeah, there's definitely a couple uh, definitely a lot of what ifs. I mean, I feel like we never got to really see Gadsden. I think mm-hmm. Julian Wright was, is good. You know, he just was on a bad team, you know, and, and, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so def- definitely a lot of what ifs. Yeah, so I think there was a lot of what ifs. I think I'm I'm very intrigued by some of the injuries or maybe some of the the COVID related issues uh, that kind of hindered guys from playing the rest of the year. Like you think of Joe Alexander. Yeah. Um, Joe Alexander was good. He was really good. I was very impressed. I know that we were a little bit skeptical of, of Powers draft because they're like, man, they took yeah. a bullet so early and he's going to miss a lot of games. And who is this Joe Alexander guy? But if you really think about it, if they were healthy the the whole year, that was a that was a nice ass draft. Well, yeah, I mean they were confident enough in the guys that they had, and they replaced Bullet with really good guys in mm-hmm. Derek Byers and um, who was the other guy that was really good, um, Darnell Jackson. Oh, Darnell Jackson was solid. You know they were so I feel like that sort of softened the blow a little bit and made the overall decision look a lot better. But you're right. And at the time, I just remember, I was like, I don't know who this guy Joe Alexander is. And we were expecting Bullet to go like late in the round. Right. So overall, yeah, it was like a good draft. You know, don't question Nancy Lieberman, I guess. But no, you're right. It, and and there, there were two solid picks. I wonder if Bullet is more of an MVP candidate. I know he's got a lot of love when it comes to just his supporters, uh, whether that be in Serbia or just in a three-on-three community in general. But I do wonder a full eight games of bullet, you know, does he, does he compete for an MVP, you know, trophy? And Maybe. I mean, he already took a little bit of hardware home with the bronze medal. So I'm, I'm sure you're yeah. not too mad about that, but I was super impressed with what we saw. I don't think, 
I thought he'd be good. I just didn't think he'd be that good. Yeah, I I would say, I mean, is it wrong for me to feel like I feel like he was almost like exactly what I envisioned him to be? No, not at all. You I know, mean, like uh, three on three, you know, God. Uh, I, I, I just think he lived up to the expectations, which is almost more impressive because I had such high expectations for him. You know, yeah, and, and the fact that you're like, he should have probably gone two. It's just, it's crazy to think because you're like, man, he, there's only eight games. He only played five. You know, you don't want him missing three games, but like he's worth like yeah. every one of those games he missed, he made up mm-hmm. for in five games, which is pretty wild too. Um, like you said, Julian Wright, uh, I felt like he got a little bit of the short end of the stick just because it wasn't really a fit, but really the, the team wasn't too great. Yeah. I would have liked to see like, I think two guys I would have liked to see were both in the championship game. So they're probably like, what are you talking about? But um, I would have liked to see Isaiah Briscoe on a different team, uh, maybe where he was like more of a starter and wasn't playing behind yeah. Jared Jack. You feel like he could have blossomed a little bit in that role. Well, he did really well in the Ballhawks game. Uh, I know they didn't come away with a win, but he did well in the starting role when Jack was out. And then Mamadou, I'd be interested to see, you know, if he got a little bit more playing time. I know they were really focused on these are our three guys and we like the three yeah. game rotation that like, gives us the best chance to win. But they're, like his jump shot was improving and that's just a dude that takes up a lot of space like it's just fun to see a seven foot yeah. five seven foot six dude out there just i think we'd have solved a lot more posters if we, if we saw more playing time just by the stretch of his arm so um yeah i mean i, I thought the draft was pretty interesting it just so crazy to see that a lot of these guys that were drafted weren't i mean most of them were on the team on their respective teams but a lot of them didn't finish the season with their respective teams so it was also pretty interesting to think about there as well uh last thing i really want to ask what are you looking forward to most in the offseason like i know that we've talked a little bit about like what players could join that could be fun to look at uh it's been one of the best seasons you know it's like what are you looking forward to most about the offseason moving forward yeah i mean i think it's really just where do we go from here i feel like the league left in such a you know, it has great momentum heading into the offseason. You know, I just feel like people are like, you know, we, we both get comments all the time. It's like we want more games, more teams, you know, which is good as opposed to the opposite, you know, you yeah, know, yeah. the opposite. So the fact that people want more and they're like, no, like the season was too short or there weren't enough games or, you know, you should have came to my city, you should have came to this city. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just really cool to see. So it's just the idea of where do we go from here? Are we going to see expansion? Are we going to see... You know, uh, I know they talked about like an, an all-star game. You know, when is that, if that, is that going to happen? When, where, you know, I'm just, I'm just very excited to see. I think overall is like, obviously who joins the league, you know, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's always the most exciting part, I think. Mm-hmm. So but, overall that, but really just, just really just everything. Yeah, I think it's, I think too, the options are kind of endless when it comes to this league. It's just a matter of like, you know, you got to grow at the right pace. Like being a startup league and even like more of a complimentary league is, it's not something that's, I mean, we've obviously seen this in our, in our short lifetimes, not something that usually goes well, like they no. don't last too long. So, I mean, essentially the big three is about to enter season five with a lot of different ways they can go about this. Um, you know, it looks like a, a lot of guys that reply to stuff on the big three social media pages are like guys that are hoopers that are like, Oh, I want my chance to play in this or, yeah. You know, they've reposted stuff like, hey, I'm getting ready for next season. So you know, there's a lot of hype around this. It's just like there's the all-star game options. I, I know traveling is kind of tough to do right now with everything going on. So that might have to, to be on pause. But 
yeah, I'm looking forward to just like what new innovations come with the league. We, we see it year in and year out, some new idea that they've formed that some other leagues kind of pick up. Uh, I thought bring the fire was great. I think people use that strategically. I think that'll be more solidified going into next year, just in terms yeah. of like rules and, and, you know, structure, but I'm very excited too, just to see what the league does, who joins and, you know, ultimately if we do get a chance to expand, um, because I think that made the, the league really fun too in 2019. Yeah, that, that was that was really cool. And I think I just feel like there's so many guys, and especially if you're only going to do five, I think it, it makes sense to do it. But I also understand the other, the logistics side of that, where it just means more people traveling, more games, you know, more more games you have to schedule, more games you have to broadcast, you know. So I understand both sides of it, but it does it would again, it's always fun. More is fun. I know it's so hard to like top what they're doing to like, think about it. They just went to the Bahamas for their championship game. You know, know. obviously like, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that are like, I wish I went, but do you top that? Or is it like, do you try to say stay side, get more people to go there? I mean, it's, it's so hard. Cause it's just like, of course, of course you want to go to the Bahamas and, and have a good time, you know, celebrate a uh, impactful season being one of the top four out of 12 teams. But at the same time too, like, I think there's a lot of people just based on the the interest that was generated in 2021 that would want to see this game. And I think it might be hard to see it, uh, you know, with a plane right away. I think there's a lot more people that could see it if it was stateside. I wonder if that's an option they, they consider, reconsider. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense to have done it this year just because, like you said, with the crowd restrictions and everything, you weren't getting that many people, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but now, listen, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I see it from both perspectives. It would be cool, obviously, to, you know, have it somewhere, like when it's been in Staples or Barclays before. Um, it was going to be, in, like, in Detroit in 2020. But I also see it the other way, too, where it's like, you know, what other league gets you get a vacation, you know, sort of with it. So I, I don't know. You know, it's, so it's kind of tough. Yeah, it's like even if you lose that first round game, it's like, okay, well, I get to be here for another week. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's great. I'm, I'm cool. I got the family here with me. I think the most interesting question I have, this is probably the stupidest, like out of everything that, that actually matters, it's probably the stupidest thought process, but like, what would the next names be? <laughs> oh know? God, I don't know. Because you have so many of like the three puns, right? Uh, I yeah. think it only comes to a point where, I mean, like the three amigos or, <laughs> uh, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just, my point being, there's not really a lot, a lot of different ways to go with a, with the three part, like maybe there is, but I think even too that they knew that, like because they were like triplets, bivouac, aliens, uh, enemies. You know, enemies. Only one. They yeah. only had one of the, the four. I wonder. I wonder. You know what kind of theme they continue to go with? Yeah, I don't know. Or if you I'm try not too that, sure. That, that I mean, threes. you know, I'm I'm thinking like you know like robots. We don't have any like robot themes. We don't have any like aquatic themes you know mm. like the tridents yeah i feel like you need something that oh that's a good one mm-hmm. oh that's super good uh this would be kind of stealing off the, the old buzzfeed group but like the try guys the that try was, guys yeah that was that was some kind of like group for buzzfeed which oh. I, I don't know if it, it sounds that great really? really roll off the tongue for a sports team but i feel like you need something that rolls off the tongue a little bit as well too you have to factor that in hmm. Should be interesting. Um, <laughs> anyways, it was a great season in 2021. I think it's only going to get better. We're only on the up from here on out. Anyways, it was a great season, 2021. 
was it's going to be hard to top moving forward, but I think it's only on the up here, you know, whether it's expansion teams, more prominent players, more of the underdog story, or, you know, whatever the case may be, if we get it, our first NFL player, that's always a thought at this point. So it's going to be good. Uh, we just want to say we appreciate everyone who tuned in, whether you watched or listened, stuck with us through this long speculation period. We're only going to, you know, continue to cover the league, but I think this, you know, getting the league back and covering it again felt good for the both of us. I mean, I was thinking about, well, if you think about what's changed since the first season we recorded and this season we recorded, just like in your lifetime, think about that. Whether it's graduating college or getting married, uh, COVID, getting a new job, COVID, uh, yeah, whatever. Think about where we were. Yeah, yeah, it's just wild to think. So I think it's cool that we were able to have success this year um, and enjoy the big three again with a not not only just you know you and me talking about it, but with the people that listen in week in and week out. I thought that was dope. So we appreciate everyone who tuned in. Like I said, at the top of the show, we're going to be more of a month to month show, probably up until the early part of 2022, until we get a little bit back into the swing of things, whether it's acquisitions or roster reconstruction, whatever the case may be, new rules. Uh, who knows, Ice Cube might drop something beginning of the year. Uh, we'll still update as, as the rest of the year goes on and early parts of the next year, hopefully. Maybe an interview or two with some of the players that played in the big three for the first time. Might be cool to hear their experience as well. Uh, any final remarks as we kind of, like you said, tie a bow on the, the 2021 year? Yeah, I mean, I would summer. just say, you know, it's been a crazy season. It's been the best season. And obviously, it's just, this is nothing without the people who are listening every, every week. You know, so I hope that you guys enjoyed our coverage. And, you know, I look forward to what's to come. Same here, same here. So we appreciate everybody and we'll be back. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.